So this is the last, it's the last now of our little series on development. And we've had five weeks looking at, at development. And if you've missed it, you can always catch it online on our website at previous services. But uh, we've had five weeks. We began by looking at the nature of presence, the presence that's within us, that's within everything, the ultimate self of the divine manifesting in all that there is, the nature of presence. And we manifest presence, that divine, to a greater or lesser degree. And we witness that presence in the form of wonder. You know, we look at the mountains and we wonder. And wonder really is our response to the divine. Wonder is our response to the divine. Lost in wonder, love and praise, that line from Love Divine. And in the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be, hallowed be thy name. Both descriptions of wonder. And wonder leads to not knowing. When you wonder at something, you enter the cloud of unknowing. And that's the entry of our point into contemplation of the divine. Wonder is our entry point into contemplation with the divine. Being born from above, metanoia, changing the way that we think. And that results in rebirth, something new coming from our encounter with the divine. And last week, we looked at nurturing new life through the continuing not knowing of things, not trying to make things go a particular way, but allowing new life to come up and grow, remaining open through our practice, through meditation, whatever you do, walking in the wilds, prayer, new life coming from that. Practicing being open and unprescriptive so that the seeds sown within us might grow 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. And that's where we've gone from, presence, wonder, rebirth, new life. And now today, we're going to look at the nature of maturity. What is it to be spiritually mature? Traditionally, Maturity is about ripening. Now, I'm going to stop here because I've realized that the poor children are having to suffer my sermon. (laughs) And being very immature, I've not let them go. You're so good not to barrack and catcall and say, what about me? Children, if you'd like to go, you can escape now with the children's group. We're doing this in a slightly different order to normal, which is why I forgot. So children, please do go. So well done. There we are. So maturity is traditionally, maturity is traditionally about ripening. It is the arrival at fecundity. I love that word, the arrival at fecundity. The ability to reproduce. That's that's the traditional, I think, meaning of the word maturity. It's about an attitude that is inclusive with deep roots and wide branches to contain all that life brings our way. And that's how we traditionally think of coming into maturity. But, but when I think about spiritual maturity, I think it goes beyond that. Spiritually we, can, spiritually, we can have deep roots, and we can be very open to all that comes our way, and still not have attained a sense of maturity. You know, we can be very open, we can be very rooted, we can be spiritually involved, but you see people who are very committed 
spiritually, but there's something that's not mature about the way that they are. And I'm not even talking about enlightenment. Yeah, I think enlightenment does have a place, which I think is somewhere between rebirth and new life. That's where I think enlightenment exists. Spiritual maturity includes all that's gone before it. All the things that we talked about, presence, wonder, it, you have to have all that. The presence of wonder, rebirth, new life, and it takes one step further than that. Maturity, I think, in the spiritual context, is about reconciling ourselves with death. That's where maturity comes in a spiritual context, in reconciling ourselves to the nature of death. No matter how enlightened we are, how steeped in Christ, how flowing with the Tao, how in touch with our Buddha nature, how realized is our consciousness, unless we've reconciled ourselves with death, we're still living in some ways in an idealized, fabricated reality which is what Richard Raw's definition of some religion is, an idealized, fabricated reality. And, you know, it's some ways still driving the narcissistic nature of our ego, that whole scene. And I'm not talking about reconciling ourselves to going to heaven or hell or buying into one of the traditional concepts uh, or other that, that may or may not be too true relating to religion. I'm talking about the recognition of our own mortality, And the fact that, you know, I always say, it's going to end badly for all of us. (laughs) You know, recognizing the fact that, you know, we're going to cease to exist. Um, Some of you know, my my in-laws are here, Heather's parents are here. We were, uh, we hiked up from Maroon Bells to Crater Lake uh, the other day, which, by the way, is 4,724 steps. (laughs) Samuel counted each one of them. He said, Dad, I want to know exactly how far we've gone. So it's 4,724 steps. And there I was going up there, and I was surrounded by these vast mountains, the huge sky, the pale moon was just hanging there. And I just caught sight of a glimpse of how small and insignificant I was as a human being. And I think we somehow have to catch that. We have to catch the fact we're not going to be around. And when we do that, it begins to free us. And it's where maturity begins. Maturity is about that realization. Uh, I'm a fan of Khalil Gibran, and he, he has this wonderful thing about death. He said, you would know the secret of death. But how shall you find it unless you seek it in the heart of life? The owl whose night-bound eyes are blind unto the day cannot unveil the mystery of light. If you would indeed behold the spirit of death, open your heart wide to the body of life. For life and death are one, even as the river and the sea are one. In the depths of your hopes and desires lies your silent knowledge of the beyond. And like seeds dreaming beneath the snow, your heart dreams of its spring. Trust the dreams, for in them is hidden the gate to eternity. Your fear of death is but the trembling of the shepherd when he stands before the king 
whose hand is to be laid upon him with honour. Is the shepherd not joyful beneath his trembling that he shall wear the mark of the king? Yet is he not more mindful of his trembling? For what is it to die but to stand naked in the wind and melt into the sun? And what is it to cease breathing but to free the breath from its restless tides that it may rise and expand and it may seek God unencumbered? Only when you drink from the river of silence shall you indeed sing. And when you've reached the mountaintop, then you'll begin to climb. And when the earth shall claim your limbs, then you shall truly dance. I think it's always great, Khalil Gibran, you know, wisdom and poetry together. And that line, for life and death are one, even as the river and the sea are one. And yet, really, we don't want to confront death. We push it to the edge of our consciousness. We're aware of it. We make our wills, hopefully including Aspen Chapel as part of the Legacy Society. (laughs) We might even give some thought to our memorials, but only in a joking way. Oh, make sure that we have that tune in my service or whatever it is, you know. But I think maturity is having death front and centre in our lives. I think Aspen's notorious for trying to put off death. You know, keeping fit, trying to look young, you know, our appearance. You know, all that's okay. You know, everyone wants to look a bit, you know, we we do want that. But (laughs) unless it's an attempt to push away the inevitability of death. Because I think really maturity is having death with us every step of the way. When you have that, it changes your attitude. It changes your attitude to life. It means there's a sense of freedom that comes with that. And not just, it's not just the death of our bodies, but also the death of our ideas and plans, our friends and family, our fitness, our capability, the willingness to go and let go of our jobs. You know, we have to continually live with the impermanence of everything. And I think that is the real nature of maturity. A couple of weeks ago, I used that wonderful poem by Rumi, which I'm just going to repeat. I died as a mineral and became a plant. I died as, as a plant and rose to be an animal. I died as an animal and was human. Why should I fear? When was I less by dying? Yet once more shall I die as a human, to soar with the angels blessed, and even from an angel I must pass on. All except God must perish. And when I have sacrificed my angel's soul, when I have sacrificed my angel's soul, I shall become what no mind has ever conceived. To go beyond death is to experience in your life what no mind, your mind, has ever conceived. The maturity that comes with a moment-by-moment companionship with death is the maturity of surrender. And that's what Rami Shapiro is going to be talking about in a couple of weeks' time. But Richard Raw says that surrender to the divine flow is not about giving up. And this is what we're talking about, maturity. It's not about giving up, giving in. It's not about capitulating, becoming a puppet, becoming naive, being irresponsible, or stopping all planning and thinking. Surrender 
is about a peaceful inner opening that keeps the conduit of living water flowing. It is a quiet willingness to trust that you really are a beloved son or daughter, which allows God to look after you. And it really is that simple. But for the human mind, it's incredibly hard to let go into that divine. And you can see it in Jesus's life. You know, it was all about surrender. He was always saying, you know, that he was going to Jerusalem, that it was going to end badly. You know, he was constantly telling his disciples that, you know, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet not my will be done, but thy will be done. And that is the attitude. That is the attitude of maturity, of surrender, to live in companionship with death and with the ongoing realization that everything we see, touch, and feel is subject to change. And that life as we know it in all its forms can and will change irrevocably. And we need to be constantly aware of that in everything that we do. Such a realization, I think, brings maturity. The maturity that doesn't try to hold on to what we have, but is willing to let go, that can be reconciled to the possibilities of the past and the possibilities of the future, and be at peace with both, knowing that it's all temporary. Holding life lightly and being willing to continue to hold life lightly, holding our plans lightly. In maturity, the ego to the, to the extent that it can, is continually bowing to the possibility of death and surrendering to the divine. And that is the place of maturity because it shows full and unreserved cooperating, cooperation with the unfolding of life. It shows full and unreserved cooperation with the unfolding of life. And it impacts us in many ways. You know, to begin with, we stop desperately holding on to anything, our jobs, our plans, our relationships, we hold them lightly and therefore more lovingly. We begin to let go of control. After all, we're not in control anyway. So the idea that we can control life is a complete illusion. So we might as well get in line with that illusion. To live with death is to live in the present, to deal with what is rather than what might be. And that's the position of maturity, to live with what is. And of course, most important of all to us is our own physical demise. And we have to let go of that too. And I find it just personally useful in my daily meditation. I bring my death into my daily meditation. You know, how do I feel about it? What do I think about dying? What does it mean to me to know that I'll no longer be here? And I don't know what's going to happen next. And what about my family? You know, what will my death impact on them? To live with death is to, have, is to be a constant companion in everything that we do, not pushing it away, not, not thinking about it, not trying to disguise the signs of its presence. And that relationship with impermanence of all things brings a mature attitude to our relationship with life. And it enables us to live fully And equally in multiple contexts, in multiple ideas, in multiple thoughts of what's going to happen. And also to hold paradoxes and not to feel we have to be right about everything, which we tend to. 
it allows that paradox to welcome change and to let go. And as Khalil Gibran says, to truly dance. And I think the idea of walking or dancing with death, I think it does take practice, which is why I think it's good to bring it into a daily practice if you've got one and have it be there. Like walking a labyrinth, you know, our lives twist and turn. And unless we can quit twist and turn with a foot flow of life, we become stuck. We want to go this way. And in fact, we're being asked to go that way. That's what happens when we get stuck. We hold immaturity, we hold things lightly, and we don't become stuck because we're always letting go into the next phase. We let go into that stuckness. So I think that is what gives us that fluidity in life. You know, when you talk to a mature, someone spiritually mature, you know, it's a joy to talk there. There's never an argument. There's never, there's the willingness to be wrong. There's the willingness to listen. There's the willingness to flow with what is. There's no rightness about ideas. That wonderful thing that the Dalai Lama said, you know, someone asked him what would happen if someone conclusively proved that reincarnation did not exist. And the Dalai Lama said, I would change my views accordingly. (laughs) That is maturity. Now, I'm going to give you an exercise in maturity now. Heather's going to come and play. And unlike the normal bit of music that we play, which is two minutes on and two minutes off, this is going to be 10 minutes. And I want you to die into this music and to watch as the melody comes round again and again, like ideas and things come round in our lives and dies away and comes back again. And notice when your mind wanders and... And just flow with that sense of where the music is taking you into a sense of maturity.